John Stewart is back at The Daily Show, which means he's also back in our ears on The Daily Show Ears Edition podcast. Listen to The Daily Show Ears Edition wherever you get your podcasts. Hey everyone, it's David Duchovny. Do you ever feel like a failure? Trust me, I get it. Hell, I've spent my whole life almost feeling like a failure. It's appropriate, though, because on Fail Better, my new podcast with Lemonada Media, exploring the world of failure, how it holds us back, propels us forward, and ultimately shapes our lives is the whole point. Each week, I'll chat with artists, athletes, actors, and experts about how our perceived failures have actually been our biggest catalysts for growth, revelation, and even healing. Through these conversations, I hope we can learn how to embrace the opportunity of failure and fail better together. Fail Better is out on May 7th, wherever you get your podcasts. It's The Late Show Poncho with Stephen Colbert. Welcome back to The Late Show. Folks, last Friday, Stephen Sondheim, a man whom I consider to be the greatest composer and lyricist in the history of American theater, passed away at the age of 91. But his extraordinary legacy will live on. Because as the man himself said, art is infinite, it has no beginning and no end. In September, I had the extraordinary privilege of sitting down with the man. And I'm incredibly grateful I had the chance to tell him how much his work has meant to me personally. And tonight, I want to share with you an extended version of that conversation because I enjoyed every minute of it. And I hope you will, too. Please welcome to The Late Show, Stephen Sondheim. Thank, thank you. Thank you. Nice to, it's nice to see you again. Thanks for being Good here. Sure, yeah. You know, I got a chance to interview a couple of times at uh, the Colbert Report, and, and one of the things that you said to me then was that as, as a young man, you were lucky enough to be mentored by Oscar Hammerstein II. I've got a photo of the two of you right here. Oh, there oh. You are. That's, uh, I was there's Hammerstein. There's you. 16 years, 16 years old. You haven't changed at all, kid. You look, <laughs> you look fantastic. For the, you know, for the people out there, the burgeoning uh, Sondheims out there, what is it that he taught you that still sticks with you today as a composer and as a lyricist? Uh, majorly, majorly, he taught me to write for myself, because I, I wrote songs that imitated him. He said, no, write what you feel. Uh, if, you know, if, uh, he said, this is what I feel about you know, love and humanity. You write what you feel. And that was important because you'd think that would be natural, but it's not. It's not. Particularly if, if you think highly of the person that you're imitating, which I did. Sure. Yeah. How long did it take you to, you know, it's not a switch you can flip. How long no, no. Uh, no. It took me, uh, it, well, I was writing a, a score. I was writing a, a musical right after I got out of college. And it took me the time it took to write that musical. The musical <laughs> ended up not very good, but I'd learned my lesson. And... Uh, and it sounded like me, which wasn't necessarily the best thing. Well, <laughs> well, uh, hey, welcome back to Broadway. This is a Broadway house yeah. that we're in right now. Right, yeah. And um, it was the odd thing is, is that Oscar Hammerstein II, his uncle built this theater right now. This Arthur. was the Hammerstein Theater, Arthur yep. Hammerstein, and named it after Oscar's grandfather, Oscar Hammerstein I. Right, exactly. Well, he also 
built one on 40, that is now a movie house on 42nd Street. Sure. The Hammerstein Opera House. Yeah, he lost this one in 29 or something. Or, oh, or is that the it? Beginning of the Depression, CBS bought it. I never understood And it. turned it into a studio. Oh, exactly. okay, yeah, yeah right. Hence Ed Sullivan. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. Um, well, you're, are you still writing, by the way? Yes, I am. You are? Well, that's yeah. good. Yeah. Not everybody composes into their 90s. Now, I, I've been working on a show for a couple of years with a playwright named David Ives, mm -hmm. and um, it's, it's called Square One, and um, we had a reading of it last week, and we were encouraged, so we're going to go ahead with it, and with any luck, we'll get it on next season. You, you and your collaborator... <laughs> you and your collaborator, James Lapine, wrote a book called Putting It Together, which is about the two of you creating Sunday in the Park with George. What, what's your favorite part about working with Lapine? Oh, James is, um, he will, he's a generation younger than I, and he will go anywhere. He'll try anything. Uh, I, I was brought up more conservatively, which uh, it's, the number has got to be, or the scene has got to be perfect before you go into rehearsal. And he said, no, let's see where we go. Let's see, see how it goes. So it's the improvisatory uh, aspect of his generation, and uh, that was very good for me. It loosened me up, and that was that was uh, a great deal of fun to write with him for just that reason. Well, I I, I was n nicely enough. Um, uh, I got a, a, a note from uh, James Lapine asking me if I would blurb the book. Oh boy, thank and, you for that. That blurb is and great. And I, I want to just read it to these people out here because it's Please. a true story, and I'd love to say it to you. You may already know this, but. When I was 19, I read the lyrics of putting it together to my mother to say that this is what I wanted to do with my life. Even though I had no idea of what this might be. Mm. I couldn't sing like Mandy Patinkin. I couldn't compose like Sondheim. I couldn't write or direct like James Lapine. But like Seurat's hat, that play was a window from this world to that. And I will always be grateful to you for laying out the, the desire and the beauty of the act of creation itself regardless of where that may take you. When I read that, I was touched, and I'm touched again. Thank, so thank you. For the rest of my life. Thank you. Now, uh, Broadway fully opened this week, which is yeah, fantastic. Yeah, isn't that great? And soon, a uh, company... Uh, your, your your musical company is coming back in November. This time, swapping the gender uh, of male female of Bobby and right. the other members of the cast. Have you seen it yet? Oh yeah, I saw it in London, and also it, we had a week of previews here before the pandemic closed everything down. So so there, it's a wonderful production. Highly recommend it. And um, I don't usually tout my own stuff, but I urge everybody here to see it. Yeah. <laughs> I have a date with Christine Baranski. She's yeah, taking yeah, me. She asked me oh, to go with her. You're going to have such a good time. <laughs> it's really one of the most entertaining evenings I've ever had in the theater. It's just great. And this lady, Marion Elliott, who directed it, is just remarkable. Well, I'm, I'm really looking forward to it. Um, I mean, it's got a lot to live up to, though, because as you know, I was in a production in Lincoln Center of Company in 2010, that, and I have a bone to pick with you about that. Oh, really? Do you know why I have a bone to pick with you? What no, it is about? No. Is that so... 
you know, we didn't get to rehearse with each other or with the orchestra until the very until last the very day. Last Literally, minute. to the yeah. day we opened, we yeah. were just, I was working with somebody with a t-shirt on that said Patti Lapone on it. Like, we didn't actually <laughs> get to be with each other. And never in front of uh, the orchestra with the musical director, Paul Gimignani, yeah. right? Mm -hmm. Right. So... I got one chance to sing my song, literally right before they closed the house and brought the audience in, to sing my song, Sorry Grateful, with a film harmonic. And I'm about to open my mouth. Here comes the swells of the, you know, the strains mm -hmm. to lead to the show. And Stephen Sondheim walks down the aisle of the theater and sits in the front row right before my song begins. And I have flown with the Thunderbirds. I have gone with the uh, down in a toboggan with the World Championship bobsled team. I have jumped off of bridges in New Zealand. Jesus. And the most terrifying thing I've ever done <laughs> is open my mouth and sing Sondheim in front of Stephen Sondheim. Do you, you had to know the effect that was going to have on me when you sat down there. Do you know why I sat in the front row? Why? Because I wanted to see the look of th the thrill on your face when you heard that orchestra behind you. You must have thought, I'm on top of a mountain. I mean, it, it is an extraordinary feeling to be in front of the Philharmonic oh, and ride man. the wave of all that oh, beauty. No, absolutely. You're just afraid you might drown. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know you did all those athletic things. That's news to me. Oh, yes, yes. Uh, I'm, a, I'm, 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 a, I'm a real athlete. You should watch the show more. <laughs> I'm very sporty, Steve. Uh, no, no. I'm very sporty. You're fearless, obviously. Now, uh, uh, in December, we'll get to see Steven Spielberg's version oh, of the West yeah. Side Story. Mm -hmm. And uh, you've visited the set. Here we go. There's another. There you are with Steven Spielberg on the set. Oh. You visited while they were shooting. Yeah. What, what can you tell us? What, oh, what do you it's, know? Oh, it's terrific. Again, touting my own work. No, it's really <laughs> terrific. Everybody go. It'll, you'll really have a good time. <laughs> and for those of you who know the show, there are going to be some real surprises in it because Tony Kushner, who wrote the screenplay has done some really imaginative and surprising things with the way the songs are used in the, in the, in the story. And um, the whole thing is, has real sparkle to it and real energy, and it feels fresh. It's just, it's really first rate. And movie musicals are hard to do, and this one, Spielberg and Kushner really, really nailed it. Well, it's lovely to see you again. Thank you for coming on. Oh, my and I look pleasure. forward to square one. Oh, my player, my, my square one indeed. Thank you for listening to The Late Show Pod Show with Stephen Colbert. Just one more thing. If you want to see more of me, come to The Late Show YouTube channel for more clips and exclusives. Now you can feel like you're in the audience at the Ed Sullivan Theater with official Late Show with Stephen Colbert merchandise at ParamountShop.com. Shop t-shirts, mugs, accessories, and more, and Late Show Pod Show listeners can take 20% off with code TLS20. That's 20% off at checkout on all Late Show products with code TLS20 at ParamountShop.com. Late Show Pod Show listeners can get 20% off on all Late Show with Stephen Colbert merchandise on ParamountShop.com. That's 20% off at checkout on all Late Show shirts, mugs, accessories, and more with code TLS20 at ParamountShop.com.